speak, I really believe that God is moving on my heart to say to you that I'm going to be in special prayer during this 21 days of fasting. I'll fast to the extent that I can with, because I always have to take into account my health condition. And everybody does. You have to take that into account. And I will. But I will fast accordingly. And during this 21 days, I'll pray for any prayer request that you have every day. If you give it to me in writing, and by giving it to me in writing, it's just a prayer request. I'll put it with all the prayer requests I received today. And I will pray for it every day of these 21 days. You will have to write it out on some kind of note piece of paper. Make sure I can read it. And if you hand it to me, that's fine. If you don't hand it to somebody else, to hand to me. And just if I get it, I'll put it, keep them all together right here, all my prayer requests. And then I'll have every one of them with me when I pray in these 21 days. And I'll be glad to pray for your request every day for these 21 days if you give it to me. And I believe God will do something because of that. So that's just my, that's just because I'm your pastor. Not anything special. It's just because that's what I do. Praise the Lord. I'm glad we're here in his presence today. I want to talk to you about pursuing your dream. Starting off with a launching pad. The things that you say to God today that you're going to commit to him that you will keep. Not just for a year, but that you will keep in your life because they are the word of God. Let me tell you what Paul said about this. Look at Philippians chapter 3. I'll start in the 12th verse. It is so rich and so powerful in this chapter, it would be difficult for me to say much more about it. But the intro to these words that I'm going to read is that Paul was explaining his reasons for commitment, the price that he paid for that commitment when he determined that he was going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and obey the will of God. The conflict between the flesh and the spirit is what Paul faced. The reason Paul faced that is because that's what we all face. There's a daily life that we live, and when we do, we have that which is of the flesh, wanting to dominate our lives, but we have to be careful that we don't allow that to happen, that we let the Holy Spirit dominate our lives. I'll show you this in Philippians chapter 3, and I start at verse 12. In your English Standard Version. Not that I have already obtained this. I've already come to the fullness of that life of total commitment and sacrifice and surrender that God has called me to is what he's saying. I haven't already come to that. I've not already made perfect. But, but I press on to make it my own. I, to make it my own. I have, I have not quite achieved that life of complete surrender, dedication, Commitment, giving up to God. I haven't quite got there yet, Paul said. I'm, I'm on my way, working to get there. But one thing I do on that journey, on that endeavor, I made up my mind that I do not consider, let me start a little bit earlier. I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. He took me to bring me into this place. Brothers, so politically incorrect. He always said brothers. He very rarely said brothers and sisters. 
And the reason is because that is a generic word that takes in everybody. And it still does regardless of what they tell you. Just because we say in the, in the masculine doesn't meet the feminine's left out. Just remember, that's not in the word. I just said it. Well, it actually it is. It makes it clear. Anyway, let's go. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. I haven't reached it yet. That is what he's saying. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I will not stop my pursuit. I will let the past be the past. I will live today and stand on God's word and God's truth. And I will continue to press on forward to the goal, to full aspiration, to the fulfillment completely of what God has called me to do in the spiritual life. And this is what you and I have to do. One thing that is somewhat difficult for many of us is to forget what's behind us. But friend, you cannot live your life looking in the rearview mirror. If you keep looking in the rearview mirror and you see what's behind you, you're going to crash into what's ahead of you. So you've got to learn in the spirit to turn those things loose that are behind you so that you can continue to press forward and move toward the prize of the calling of God, the fulfillment of all of this, and then the entry into heaven that God has planned for us. You want to live your life in the Spirit, in the working of the Spirit, in the demonstration of the Spirit's power. You want that to be a part of your life in fulfillment of your, of your endeavor to get into that deep, powerful, spiritual place that God wants you to be. And so Paul said, I forget what's behind. But I reach forward. I continue to press forward to what is ahead. You and I today need to make that commitment commitment if we haven't already done. You know, I've made that commitment to him. I said that to but I've made it, and then I've made it again, and I've made it again. I don't know how many times I've made that commitment. Well, sometimes I do it, and I find myself not quite keeping it. And I need to revisit and re, re, rethink and consider where I am. And am I doing my very best in pressing forward to give everything to God, to surrender everything to the Lord, not hold anything back for the work of His kingdom? Am I doing that? And I have to come to times that I look at it and reconsider it and revisit it and start all over again. And then say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. If there's something that's crept in that shouldn't be here, something that I've allowed that I should have just nullified, help me to see that. And whatever it is, Lord, I have to know. When you help me see it, when you reveal that to me, I have to know. You're showing it to me so that I'll get rid of it. So I'll stop it and change it. And he'll do that for you and probably is already doing that for you. Calling you into the deeper life of fulfillment he wants you to have. And this is, for me, for me, this is the pursuit of my dream. That's where I want to be. In the full commitment of my life talents, abilities, time, mentality, everything about me fully and totally committed to Jesus Christ for his glory so that he can use me for whatever he wants to do. I have to be in that place. I'm just like Paul. And I'm so glad he put it in there. Brothers, sisters, all of you, I tell you, I have not attained that place yet. 
I'm not there yet. I confess it. I strived for it for a long time. I worked on it for many years. But I'm not quite there yet. But this one thing I will do, and I will do it every day. I will forget what's behind. I'll forget the mistakes. I'll forget the faults of the failures. I won't let the devil tie me up, reminding me of those things I didn't do, or the things that I did wrong, or the things where I failed. I will not let him hold me back. I will not let him tie me up by thinking on those things. I will let those things go and let them be in the past and forget them and live in the the forgetfulness of God's grace and power and know that he forgives all things. He wraps us up in his glory and he takes us forward when we want to move forward. So I will, I will join Paul, that wonderful apostle, and I will continue to press forward to gain the mark of the calling of God to gain that fulfillment, to finish that course and say, God, I have finally made it the fulfillment of all that you promised to allow me and to make me to be. So then, let me just read this one more time in the way it's written in the NIV. It's again powerful. Not that I've already attained this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead, I press on, I press on, I press on toward the mark of the high calling of God for the prize that he has given me. I press on, I will not stop, I will continue. I will pursue. There's all kinds of things that will come along and make us not want to do that and to change us from that goal, from pursuing it in in that, that strong way that the Spirit is leading us. There's all kinds of things that will come, come along to keep us from achieving that because the enemy has a plan too. And he wants to wrap you up with the things of the world, the things of the flesh, and keep you from moving forward in the plan of God. He will not only slow you down, he'll bring you to a stop and pull you backwards if you give him the chance to do that. We need not to be distracted from our pursuits, but we're always, we're always dealing with those things that come against us, as well as those things that are encouraging us and strengthening us and moving us forward. You have a determination to make sometimes as to what you're going to do, and you have to decide which way God would have you do it in order to keep your life where he wants you to be in order to keep yourself in that pursuit of going forward in the grace of God, straining to reach the fullness of what God has for us. It can't be done unless you're committed to do it. But God will help you to make and keep that, that purpose of pressing forward, of always pressing forward, not being held by the, by the weights of the flesh or by the enemy's attacks, or whatever it may be. Some of you, there's so many things to get discouraged about if you allow yourself to get discouraged. Get discouraged about having a physical difficulty. I said earlier, you know, most of them probably not had the shingles. And uh, I've heard about that for a long, long time. And I kind of knew what it was by the descriptions I'd heard. But I didn't know what it was. And now I do. If I ever see it coming my way again, I, guess, I don't know that I can outrun it, but maybe I can outpray it. <laughs> But sometimes people after the rash don't have the pain. I've had I've had it extremely, and I'm not complaining. I, 
I'm just telling you, I know that that weakens you. It, it pulls you down. I mean, I've not been able to pray like I want to while I'm sitting there in agonizing pain. I, it's just it's just natural not to be able to. So it will. Physical difficulties can limit you. Okay? We know that. But during that time of straining, difficulty, we don't quit. We don't give up. We continue to move on. I haven't given up because I was in pain. And I said today, and this is true, I'm free of pain more than I've been for the last weeks right now as I'm preaching. Thank the Lord for that because if I wasn't, I'd not be down on my knees. But I'm saying that difficulty cannot hold us back. It will slow us. It will affect us. But we're not going to let it defeat us. We're still going to move forward and press on. And other things, other things you may be discouraged about that may hit you. You wonder why this and why that. You look at the, you look at the really the turmoil of, in the world today, and especially I think the turmoil in our nation. But there is a level of peace here, a level of peace that we can have, and right here is a place of peace. This is a place of fellowship, a fellowship close, bit, and it's a place for peace. Yeah, it, 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 this church is a place to get out of all of that. And I hope you don't sit here thinking about it while you're here. It's the time to, to let it go and learn to turn those things loose. Those things you can't do anything about, don't let them disturb your peace. Don't let them disturb your activity in pursuit of what God has called you to do. Just be careful that you let the Spirit lead you, and even through difficulty, through the things that discourage you. And I know that there are many things that we face, many things we have to deal with. Many things that we wish had not come to us and wish we'd never encountered, never seen, never found. But that's what we have to face and we have to go through it. I think the most difficult thing that I've ever been through physically, I know it's the most difficult I've ever been through physically, when I had leukemia. And, and I was on the deathbed. I'll tell you, friends, I, I was as close to death as you get without, without your heart stopping and your brain stopping. I'm not to tell you the whole thing, but I told a little bit about it before. But many years ago, thank God, and, and all of a sudden I found that I had acute promyelocytic leukemia and went through all the procedures of that. And not only that, when I was in the hospital for that and I was recovering from that, then I got a blood contamination from being in the hospital. And so it was, it was, a, it was a horrible, horrible time. It really was. But... I look back on that now, and, 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 and I guess the main thing I want to say is, in all of that, though, I can tell you, I did not lose my faith. And I say oftentimes, the one thing I can say about knowing being ready to die and, and being ready to meet your God, I stood face to face, nose to nose with death, as close to death as you'll ever get without actually dying, according to what the doctors told my, all my family at the time. But I was as close to death as you could get. And I knew that. I knew that when the doctors came in and talked to me. You know, you, you, may, you may not make it. You may not make it. And I knew that I was as close to not making it as close as I was to making it. Maybe a little bit closer to not making it than to make it. So I knew all that. And this, but this is what I want to tell you about keeping faith through the things that discourage you, through the things that horrify you even. This, is, this, is, this was a horrifying experience. But in all of that, I will tell you this, and I can say this honestly from my heart. Absolutely, absolute honesty from my heart. When I knew, when I knew that I'd probably die instead of live, 
I faced death. And I looked at death. And I had not one single element of fear. I was not afraid to die. Because I knew that right there at that time, the Jesus who saved me was still with me. And he would be with me in any kind of transition or any kind of future that he had planned for me. And I knew as I stood face to face, I had a God who cared for me and loved me and was going to bring me to whatever victory he had prepared. And in and, and all honesty, I can truly say, in looking at death, standing at that moment, I had not one single iota of fear. And so that's because of the grace of God. Because all of that time, not giving up, knowing that there would come a time that you'd follow him fully and completely. He had already called you and you'd already committed to living for him. And I knew that if I lived for him in this world or if I was living in the next world, it was all in his hands. And God is true to his word and God was going to take care of it. So I stood on that and I testified to this several times. I can talk about death. I can stand with people who have faced death in their family. I can stand with people who are in dire sickness and don't know if they're going to live. And I can pray for them for God's courage and God's strength and God's comfort and to tell them and pray that God will eliminate every fear because I know that if you believe the word of God that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So here I want want to just quickly give you these things. Skipping over some of it here. I'm going to come to this point. I want to give you these things that will help you in your pursuit, reaching out to the goal that God has for you in your life, pressing on and pressing forward, never failing and never, never failing in the sense of failing to stop going forward. You may have some failures along the way. Those are the things you have to forget. Those are the things you have to throw away. I can look back in my life and see a lot of failures if I choose to dwell on them, but I'm not going to do that. Every time that comes up, I'm going to just say to God, it's under your grace, it's covered by the blood, and it's forgiven. I pass on. I'm saying that to you. Don't let the difficulties, failures, complications, sins of the past hold you down now. Turn loose, leave it in God's hand, and go forward in His name. Because that's what He wants you to do. So here, things that will help you in your pursuit of your dream of achieving the full, powerful spiritual life. The first thing, keep your mind on him. The scripture says he will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him, fast and fixed on him. The Lord will keep you in perfect peace when you do that. But you have to keep your mind on him. If you allow yourself to be distracted daily, pull you away from your spiritual life, it will cause you to fail again and again and again. Where you can spiritually overcome that, keep your mind on him. Believe what he said. Don't believe what anything else says. Don't believe what the news media says. Don't believe what the internet says. Don't believe what the gossip says. Keep your mind on him. Believe what he says. What does God's word say about this? Whatever God's word says about this situation, that's what I'm going to do. Because you've got to live by what God says, not what by anybody or anything else says. Every decision, every forward move in your life, you've got to say, what does God say about this? And the other thing is, have a daily scripture in mind. It's a part of keeping your mind on Him. Have a daily scripture in mind. Find yourself a little scripture every day that you can repeat 
as much as you need it. Have a few of them. You walk along and something says comes comes against you, and you say, well, that doesn't bother me, because I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You'll find your various scriptures that are meaningful to you. Learn a few of them. Memorize a few of them. You don't have to use a, a, a bunch, a whole lot of different scriptures. You just want some one day and some another. But some, when you learn, you come up against a situation. You're in the midst of a struggle. Now, what is it? And what you say is, in, the, in your heart, you say, you won't give up. You're not going to quit in this. Because God has made you a conqueror. We are more than conquerors through him. Have a scripture ready. Right, that's, that's the first thing to do. Second thing to do, read the scriptures every day. You may not have much time in your daily life to sit and read the scriptures. We ought to make time if you have to get up 15 minutes earlier so you have 15 minutes to spend in the Word. Have some time during that day every day that you sit down and read some portion of God's Word. doesn't have to be long. You don't have to read a whole book or many chapters. It's all right if you do, and read as much as you can. But read, have some time every day. I'm talking about how to maintain the victory and keep moving forward now. You've got to live in God's Word. The third thing is pray daily. Pray daily. You know, the Word tells us to pray without ceasing. and everything, give thanks. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. All right, that's the Lord. So we've got to learn to pray without ceasing. And you can't stop and get on your knees Ten times a day. We're not Muslims that have to bow and when the whatever that sound is that comes out, when you have to bow and then put your head down on the floor. But 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 the, but the, the concept of praying regularly through day is, is pretty important. So we've got to pray regularly, and we're told to do that in the Bible. But you can stop and pray. You can pray in a lot of times, a lot of ways. I've I've prayed many prayers in public. Because I'm looking around for I'm not praying for the Lord to help me to find the right cereal I want either. But I mean, you know, I'm praying. Whatever comes to my heart and my mind, I'll think about somebody, one of you maybe, who needs prayer. And I'll just call your name in prayer because I'm just standing there a few moments looking over something on the grocery shelf. And I've got on it. So I've, all times, when you're in your car, you can pray. Now, I'm not saying that ought to be the full prayer life. I'm not saying that takes the place of dedicating time for prayer and getting alone with God. I'm just saying that you can continue to pray. It's better to be praying about something than complaining about it. So, and here's the next thing, the fourth item. The fourth item. I think this is a good thing for everybody to do. I try to do it in some way or other. You should speak the Lord's name to someone at least once every day. Speak the Lord's name to someone at least one time every day. I don't mean your wife or your husband or your children. I'm talking about somebody who's outside your close confinement, like the maybe the cashier that you see when you're checking out at the department store, or somebody who works in a restaurant. You don't have to. You don't have to try, try to nail them down and find out if they know they're saved and not going to hell. Not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody comes out, and when you get ready to leave, they, they say, have a good day. You might say, have a blessed day in the Lord. Or, or, or some other opportunity comes up, and you, and, and you have a chance to say, that's exactly what the Lord would do. Thank you for that. It's so kind of you. Whatever you, but in some way, speak the Lord's name to somebody at least one time a day. 
That's four things I've given you now that will strengthen you and help you in your pursuit towards the goal that Paul said we have, a spiritual goal, striving forward and never giving up and moving ahead to lay claim on the very best that God has for us. That's what we want as a church, that very thing. Do you believe that? Amen. Forgetting what's behind. Hallelujah. Don't let the past hinder the struggle for the future. Don't let the past be a part of the future. Learn to forget it. Victories and defeats don't matter now. What matters now is today and what's going forward as we move ahead with the Lord. And that's what we want to do. And in His Spirit and by His power and in His name, we will do that. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, please. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, I want to, with all of my heart, I want to be more of what God wants me to be. Closer and closer to Him. In the, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And in being drawn to Him, I want to be more and more of that and closer and closer to Him in that. And I'm going to ask you if that's the desire of your heart. I'm going to ask you just to come and spend a few minutes around this altar this morning. Come and stand up. You don't, you don't have to do anything, but just come here and say, Lord, I give myself up to you. I'm ready to surrender to you. Come and stand around this altar. And come on with me right now, if you will. Let's just, let's just come together and stand right here. If, if, you're having, if you have difficulty moving, don't worry about it. Just stay where you are. Don't be okay. It's not a compulsion. It's an invitation. As you come and say, yes, Lord, I am recommitting. I'm saying yes to the Lord. It doesn't matter if you said yes to the Lord several times before. I have, as I said in my message. What matters is just keeping that commitment, re- reaffirming it, reestablishing it. Yes, Lord. What I've already said to you, I confirm that again. Whatever you're dealing with me about, you're speaking to me about something in my heart, whatever it is that you're dealing with me about, Lord, I will start doing that. I will make the change necessary to do what you're leading me to do. He may be talking to you about giving. He may be talking to you about witnessing. He may be talking to you about your family. Whatever God's speaking to you about, agree with Him. Agree with Him in the Spirit. That's what I'm asking you to do. So everybody, we just worship Him. We just worship Him. This altar is a meeting place between us and the Lord. We reach out to Him today in that way. In this way, we reach out to Him. Glory to God. Let's, let's praise the Lord together. Reach out to Him and touch Him and believe Him.